Hey, listeners. Before we get into today's episode, if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support us by becoming a paid subscriber, you can do that by clicking on a locked episode and following the instructions, or you can click on a link in the description. We are creating special content and are planning to add more and more special perks for paid subscribers, but either way, we appreciate you just listening to our podcast and supporting us in that way. Thank you so much, and let's get into today's episode. Hey, welcome to Widow Too Soon. This is your host, Mark Massaro. I'm here with my friend and co-host, Michelle Badersol. Ebersol. Close. <laughs> Close. Well, Michelle what's Bader- up, Michelle? Well, I have been married for three weeks now. So three weeks? Three weeks and one day. Two days. Three wow. Days to be exact. 23 days? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the 23 days? Well, that flew by. I know. What's crazy is leading up to it seemed to take forever. And now it's like, whoa, we've already been married three weeks. Crazy. Forever. <laughs> forever. See, I'm not, I know it. Nice. You know, what, you know what's kind of sad is that since Joel grew up in Brazil, he doesn't know references to movies or music, like anything that happened during the 80s, early 90s. Oh, well, he's got some catching up to do. I know, because they were in Brazil. And so he doesn't know a lot of it. So a lot of times he's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, I have decided to go by Michelle Bader Eversole. Like um, I went to social security and to the DMV, but I wanted to put Bader's my middle name, but they wouldn't let me. It was like a whole, like go to the court name change. I was like, whatever. But I decided officially like, so yes, legally I'm not Bader Eversole. I'm Eversole. But I decided like I wasn't ready. I had like a teen grief moment when I was changing my name and I was like, I'm not ready to let go of Bader. Like that's still connected to my kids. And so I've been signing like my emails and like everything and everything on social media is Michelle Bader Eversole. So you can just call me Michelle Bader Eversole on here because Bader Soul. Bader Soul. Or you can say that Bader Soul works. But, uh, <laughs> you know what though? It's okay. Right? Yes. Anything you feel is okay. Like however yep. you want to do it. And so I feel like by still being Michelle Bader Eversole, then I'm like connecting with my kids, even though I'm not like legally that, um, I am still connecting with them and then also connecting with Joel. So it's just, I didn't know why I'd feel this way. Like before I'm like, no, I won't even have Bader at all. But then that moment at the social security office, then I was like, oh, what am I doing? I think I still want it, but I didn't want to legally. Yeah. And then at DMV, they're like, sure, we can put Bader as your middle name, but if that's not what you did with social security, it's going to be a headache. They're going to flag you as two different people. It's a big pain. I was like, okay. (laughs) Uh, then I don't need to do all that. So anyways, I am Michelle Bader Eversole. I am. I am. Yes. It's crazy. What I, about formerly known as? Formerly known as Bader. <laughs> you, okay. Here's a little weird moment. It wasn't really grief, but just weird that only like widows and stuff would get. So I had Luke's name on my bank account. Never took it off. Just one of those things I never did. So I went into the bank to change to Eversole. And I had a death certificate to take Luke off, but the lady couldn't do it. She's like, no, you have to make an appointment. So then I had to like, so I changed my name because I've already changed your social security DMV. I could do that. Um, but then I had to sign something with my name and Luke's name on it. So I signed Eversole next to mine and then his name was below and they wrote not present. And I was like, oh, wow. So weird. And, and Haley was with me. So we kind of talked about it afterwards, like how weird that was like. I'm like, I need to change my name because I got married. Oh, and I had all these things I need to do. I need to take off my late spouse. I need to add my my uh, current spouse. <laughs> like, I felt weird doing it all at once, but Joel had to be there. So we've got to come back and do it. 
but just these things that was just kind of weird, like seeing his name and then not present. And so he was like, why couldn't they just take it off? And I explained, well, you have to prove that someone died. So it's not like I'm just taking someone's money. They don't know whether he's alive or not and closing his account. So I have to prove it with this death certificate. And it's a whole process. Like, what a pain, huh? All that stuff was so frustrating because you're already going through a lot anyways. Mm-hmm. And so to constantly be presenting death certificates all over yeah. town to just get things in your name and all that stuff. I know it was, it was frustrating. You'd be, you'd be very uh, envious of my cousin-in-law. He actually married a girl that had the same last name as him. Wow. She didn't have to do anything. Like she still went by the same name. I know. Were they, you know, (laughs) no, no, it's a very common, you know, as if if the last name was Smith or something, you know, Um, but yeah, so she didn't have to do any, she didn't have to change her driver's license. She didn't have to change anything. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So let me think about what we've been up to just getting used to life after coming back. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Michelle, what have you been up to? You already asked me. No, I said, what's up? Oh, you're right. Okay. Well, what I've been up to (laughs) is getting used to life, coming back from the honeymoon. Uh, I think I talked about this in the last episode. It was kind of hard, like the first day because it was like rainy and like, oh, this big event is over. But now I'm getting used to life and I'm absolutely loving having Joel here. Um, For example, like last week, I think I shared this when we were doing the podcast, he was helping Haley Parallel Park and she got a 96% on that drive. Nice. She said she felt so confident after Joel helped her. And, you know, just like having him here just to have a partner again, like is absolutely amazing. And so just been settling into life and figuring out like our new normal. And, you know, and just as we're going to get used to that, then our two older boys will come home from college in about a month. And so then we'll get used to another new normal. And um, yeah, I'm just absolutely loving where I am in life. And then also I've been doing a lot of grief recovery with widows. And then I have a class starting this week locally um, to help children with loss. It's for adults, but it's giving them the tools. And so I really, really enjoyed that. And I feel like I'm finding my purpose um, along with, I feel like the podcast has been part of my purpose, but now I'm actually finding a way to make a living too. I mean, not that we don't get paid the big bucks for this, <laughs> but you know, needed a little bit more than that. And then I, oh, also I started tutoring again. Um, some people got my number from the school where I worked. And so I have a regular, she's going to come every, um, like once a week and I'm going to work with her. So that's been fun. She came last nice. night to my house. So doing my tutoring and doing that and then subbing a little bit and just kind of getting back in the rhythm of life. So let's see. Easter was fun. Oh, here's a fun fact. So my sister-in-law, like her family, they invited us to that and they do an adult egg hunt. Like, well, teenagers are allowed to, but the adults get to go first. So they do the little kid one and then 13 and above do this other one. And they let the oldest person go first. So there was like one of her aunts and then Joel and then me. And like, I beat everybody running out there and (laughs) 19 eggs. I got 28. So I won. Nice. Not that I was like, we were in competition or anything, but the winner. So adult egg hunt. Them. What were they like bourbon filled eggs or what? No, <laughs> just kidding. Like the little kids, like 13 and up, but they let the adults go first. Like Haley was so bad. I only got five. It's not fair. You got to go first. Like, <laughs> well, when you're as old as me, you can go first. And oh, that's awesome. it was super fun. And I won a gift card and it was just a lot of fun. My first holiday with Joel and it was pretty cool. And we are trying holiday. to see- holiday celebrate. 
Yeah, I almost said the wrong one. It would be so, so nice. nice. Oh, we are so in key. It's awesome. And we tried it in your church. Well, it was our third time there. And we really liked it on Easter. And it was fun. And just, just had a great day. And I feel like my kids had a good day too. My oldest said it was like depressing. It was his first holiday away. And mm. so he's like, it doesn't feel like Easter. And he missed out on But I, you know, sent him an Easter basket and all that. But you did. So, I That's did. Cool. Well, it was Amazon. It was already put together, you know. Well, like, oh. still. And it was just like all these cool. snacks and stuff. Well, yeah, he, you know, I still want to send him stuff and he loves Easter. And so anyways, Easter, cool. Easter was good. And uh, I'm trying to think what else has happened since the last week. Just regular life. And uh, it was spring break. Oh, this is another fun thing. It was spring break. So one day Haley needs some more practice on her driving. So they have a, a rule in Washington. You have to have 50 hours of driving practice. So she needed a lot more hours. So we drove all the way to the beach and back. So it was a total of like six hours and she drove it all and she did really good. And there was like all these windy roads. I was scared to death, but she was <laughs> and it, at night, windy roads, no lights, but she did really, really good, which helps me feel more confident Yes. Driving that just her driving to school will be fine. We're hoping to get her license. Like I'm trying to make an appointment now. So in the next week or two, she'll get her license, um, which will be really nice. Anyways, that's a lot of random stuff happening with me. What's going on with you? Uh, Let's see. So I just had a visit from the lovely Tina. That was awesome. We had a really, really great time together. Um, Let's see. we, uh, We went to... In Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, it's like, you know, Dolly, Dollywood land. <laughs> so yes. it's like there's tons of stuff near there to do. And uh, we went to the Hatfield and McCoy dinner feud. I was telling you a little bit about that before the yeah. episode, but uh, it's similar to like, you know, it's it's a dinner theater. So yeah, um, those are fun. Yeah, it was super fun. And so we were we were on the Hatfield side. So we we're rooting against the McCoys. Um, was this like with the kids too or is it yeah, not the kids? yeah yeah oh yeah. so they probably oh had yeah no that. yeah it was totally well yes it was fun for and then after you know an hour and a half Luke was like is it almost <laughs> over yeah um but you know it was cool they did a bunch of tap dancing and they had like you know they anyway it was super cool um yeah, I don't need to get like into fun. details of that but it was a lot of fun um and then uh Tina was really sweet and she got my kids um Easter baskets she added a bunch of personal stuff that she knows they like into them so it was really sweet sweet. and then we uh together we you know we had the kids go upstairs so they could clean their room you know quote unquote um and then uh we stuffed eggs together her and I and then we hid them all over the house and uh let them do an Easter egg hunt um, but she had to go home the day before Easter. Uh, she works at a church, so she had oh, to be there, needed. obviously. Yeah. Um, and so she had to go home, unfortunately. But um, so the next day, so actually on Easter, I went to church with my cousins. And, you know, to be honest, um, I've kind of gotten this is just like full confession so I can be accountable. I've gotten comfortable not going to church. Mm-hmm. I, I started not going yeah. for certain reasons. Yeah. At first, I stopped going because I wanted to watch online with Tina's church. And so we okay. could talk about the service. <laughs> then I just started doing other stuff. And then I kept saying I was going to go to church and I kept not going. And then my kids got sick. And, you know, yeah. I don't know. I just I'm just being honest. I just got yeah. I got comfortably in a rhythm of not going. And so um, on Sunday, I went. I guess I was technically a CEO Christian, you know, the Christmas, Christian, Christmas and Christmas. E- Christmas and Easter only, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I thought it was important to start going again and what better day to start than, right. than 
at Easter. So I had a really good time there. I had a little bit of, uh, you know, social anxiety going in there because I don't really know many people right. at the church, if anybody, except my cousins. But um, they were very warm and welcoming, which is cool. They saved a seat for me. Um, nice. So it was neat. You know, we had a great time. We took some pictures after and just chatted for a while. Um, I went home. Okay, this is super random, but I'm from Southern California, so this is very unusual. But I saw a beaver in the middle of the street. And then as we drove close, I'm like, what is that? And then it like waddled off like back into the wetlands area. So that was super cool. I get home and somebody, I have no idea who, um, myself and my two neighbors, uh, we have a little mini side street. We have a little Mm -hmm. street and we're the three houses on that street. Um, And so all three of us have small children. Mm -hmm. Somebody came over and put eggs in all of our yards. Yeah, somebody put Easter eggs in all of our yards, and it was really sweet. I have a suspicion of one neighbor that it might be, but she didn't fess up to it. Um, And when I posted about it on Facebook, and so that was really sweet. The kids had a great time getting their eggs and stuff. And then, uh, you know, I told you about the little nest in my backyard. Yeah, and all you listeners, I told you about the Mm -hmm. bird nest in my backyard. But we came home on Easter Sunday, and there were a bunch of little baby birds in there. Oh, perfect. They had their little beaks up looking for worms. Cute. So it was really cute. And we just had a good time together. And I've just been studying real estate like crazy. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get through that course. And, um, you know, I'm I'm ready to start slinging some houses, you know. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got to make that money, man. I have another uh, like side business venture uh, oh, potentially starting up with somebody nice. else that's, uh, you know, kind of under wraps at the moment, but it could be oh, a pretty, pretty cool it. thing. Nice. Um, so anyways, that's what's been up with me. Um, so and that's that's pretty much what's been up with you, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just loving being married and being in Ebersol. Well, why it's don't fun. you rub it in? Uh, I'm not trying to be <laughs> like just okay. Kidding. And I don't mean I'm happy so for you. I'm just Listen. kidding. Okay, side note, I do want to say this. I think I shared this before. Like somebody told me that it was hard for her to look at my post because she wasn't in that same place. I was sharing, I did a TikTok live this last week, just wanted to try it. I had done a long time and I shared that. And somebody else told me I couldn't follow you for a while because it was so hard for me. And so I want to be sensitive. Like I, when I'm saying I'm excited about being married, it's generally because I'm excited and it is to give hope. Yeah. It is not to rub it in anyone's face. And I know, I know, I know, but I forget sometimes like what it was like to be back in that like place. Where well, I think it is very kind of you to, to say that. And I'm glad, you know, I was joking. Oh, I know you're joking. I, I think that anybody listening, I could understand how it would be hard to see, but yeah. I don't think anybody um, would actually be like upset with you or something. You right. went through hell to get to this point. You deserve to be happy again, just like all of you listening deserve to be happy again. And, um, you know, I agree with you that it is hopeful. I mean, I've thought the same thing when I talk about Tina and how happy she makes me and stuff. I also think about the sensitivity of um, people that I really care about that are my family on Lacey's side are listening. And, you know, I I never want it to sound like... um, I don't know, like me being, being really happy and in love with Tina is separate from how much I miss and love Lacey. Um, that will never change. And so, but you know, we do want to be sensitive. Right. And, and always, you know, it's just a weird life now. Right. Like it used to be, it just used to be no big deal to be like, 
oh my gosh, I'm so in love with Luke. And oh my gosh, I'm so yeah. in love with Lacey. But right. now I have to consider, you know, other people's feelings when I say certain things. And right. not that anybody wouldn't want me to be happy. My mother-in-law right. is awesome. She's very supportive, just really wonderful. Um, but I still, I always want her to know, of course, that I love and miss Lacey. And I don't yes. ever want that. I don't ever want it to be like, oh my gosh, I've never been happier in my life or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because that's not how it is. And so, but I, I appreciate your sensitivity to others. And I know others listening do as well, because there are a lot of people that aren't there yet, but I think yeah. it should be viewed as hope. And if you're yeah. listening and you're not there yet, but maybe you're six months out, you have to remember Michelle and I are almost three years yep. out. Um, and so things change, your heart changes, you, um, you know, while you still miss and love your person, um, you can fall in love again and be happy again. Actually, one of our listeners, I'm so happy for this guy. Um, I won't say his name, but, um, you know, he reached out to me and we chatted a little bit. Um, there was a girl he was interested in and, you know, I chatted with him a little bit back and forth about, um, you know, what I, how I feel like he should handle it and yeah. how, how I feel like he shouldn't be, he shouldn't hold back from his happiness or whatever. Um, and he started dating her and I just saw on Facebook, they're engaged. Oh, that's awesome. Isn't that cool? I'm yes. so happy for you, Love man. That. If you're listening, I, it just warms my heart so much to, you know, I don't want to share his private business, but, um, so happy for him. Yeah, so anyways, so let's get started on today's, uh, topic, which okay. is called grief is not a competition. Mm -hmm. True that. So let's let's give them something to, to talk, talk about. about. A little Ooh. grief to figure <laughs> out. Oh, that was good. Right? right? I am good, right? I know, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so let's talk about it. Okay. Let's talk so about grief. It's not what do you what do you feel about that? Grief is not a competition. Well, there's two sides to that that I've experienced. So the first is when people feel that they can relate because they had a pet die or um, I, so personally, I never had that about my son, but he was in sixth grade. I always tell him that you were young. Like somebody is like, I know what you feel like my, I think they said goldfish died. Something. Yeah. Completely that's awesome. what I remember. My fish. Uh -huh. I remember yes. you telling that story. Yes. And then I've experienced that. I know how you feel. I'm divorced, um, which there are some elements that are similar, but you, you really shouldn't say even to another widow, this is what I've learned in my grief recovery classes. I can't say to you, I know how you feel because we have different lives and different situations, but I can relate to you. Like I know the general feeling of being a widow. Um, right. So it's really not a good time, good thing to say to anybody. Like, I know how you feel. You could say, I felt something similar. Like, even if someone said to me, like, yeah, I, I kind of get what you're talking about. I am divorced. So I feel like I felt some of those same things that would have been a lot better. Or I've like, also been through grief. Yes, exactly. I feel like it's sometimes a competition or the other side of that is when someone says, oh, you know, I'm going through this, but it's nothing compared to what you're going through or what you've been through. But I don't want people to feel like they can't talk to me when they have something hard. Like I had friends do that in the beginning and I know they're just trying to be sensitive, but I want people to still talk to me about the things that they're going through. And so those are kind of some of the things I've experienced. Um, you know, just seems like online sometimes, like in these uh, widow Facebook groups, there's people that seem to try to one-up each other a little bit here and there. 
about mm. their their grief and it's like it doesn't it's grief is grief in the grief recovery handbook we talk about grief is always experienced at 100%. So whether that's 100% of a goldfish dying or 100% of a spouse dying like it's 100% when you're feeling it. Mm. And so even though that kid was probably trying to do a good thing telling Peyton that um and in his life that was real grief and he was experiencing 100%. It's just you can't say to someone I know how you feel. And, you know mm-hmm. you just can't. And so I don't know. What have you experienced with the grief being a Yeah. Um, so I've had in, again, like you mentioned the Facebook groups, I had somebody in there yes. say, um, well, you're so, you're so lucky. At least oh. your kids are young. <laughs> and that was hard. Cause yeah. they were totally, like you said, they're trying to like one up. They're like, well, I went through that, but my right. kids are older mm-hmm. and it's like, okay. You're like, you know, I, I definitely concede that there are many elements to going through this journey that would be more difficult with older kids. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of elements that are more difficult going through it with little kids. Right. Um, so it just doesn't matter, you know? Right. And uh, Tina and I are a great example of this. Um, we don't ever have like grief, grief competition, so to speak, because we just listen to each other when it's time to listen to the other one, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. Or I've had it where I was sharing with somebody a hard moment I was going through. And they started going into uh, their experience, right? Like, yes. and started saying and started making it about them. When I was having like a grief moment, you know, it wasn't even a grief moment. I, I mean, I had a whole cloud over my head at that season of life. Yeah. And I was just opening up to somebody and saying how it was difficult, what I was going through, and that I just miss her a lot, and you know, this and that and the other thing or whatever it was. And it was like, oh my gosh, yes. Like that reminds me of when I da 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 da, and then it was so hard for me because ba 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 ba, and then they just start going on, and I'm just sitting there. I'm mm-hmm. a nice person, so I'm just sitting there listening to them and trying to show them empathy. But at a certain point, I had to cut it off. I was like, "Look, right. like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be rude, but like, I was telling you about what I'm going through, and right. now I'm now I find myself I'm sitting here listening to you about what you've been through, and I'm trying to show you you empathy. So that was. That was frustrating. Um, but yes, I, I have had the exact same thing you talked about. I had friends downplay what they were going through or not wanting to talk to me right. about their problems because, and they would say the same thing. But, you know, it's, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be complaining about this because it's nothing compared to what you're going through. Um, mm-hmm. I had a friend who was uh, confiding in in me with some things, uh, you know, some issues he was having at home with his wife and stuff like that. And it wasn't, it wasn't anything big deal or anything, but just, um, you know, they were, they were in the middle of a fight kind of a thing. And, uh, you know, he wanted me to kind of weigh in on it, so to speak. And he just realized, he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I shouldn't be talking to you about this. You don't even have your wife. And I'm like, I I get where you're coming from. And I appreciate that and respect it. But like, your problems are still valid. I still care about you as a friend. And what you're going through is what you're going through. Like, yeah, I, I will admit, like, it's not, if we're to compare which one's harder, of course. Of right. course, losing your wife is harder than being in an argument with her, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you don't have feelings right now. And, you know, um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, um, my experiences with it. I, I, I've, I've dealt with a lot of that, a lot, you know, and, um, or also like, I agree with you, the divorce thing, um, right. it, it's not to take away mm-hmm. divorce has got to be really hard. You know, right. it's got to bring a lot of grief. It's got to be really difficult. Um, 
but it's very, very different than losing your spouse, you yeah. know, and so many ways. But to yeah. say, like, I know what you're going through, it's like, yeah. no, you don't. No, you know? you don't. Or, you know, some people that are divorced will refer to themselves as being widowed. They're like, it's like the same thing. No. And you're like, no, it's not. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. Um, especially when, you know, and I know not everybody has this situation, but when you have a good marriage and you lose your spouse, that's very different from a divorce, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I know people who've lost siblings or kids right. and that's also super hard. And so I like that. Well, for example, my mother-in-law, she lost her daughter. Right. We can relate because we never are, I can't understand what it's like to lose such an amazing daughter. So I don't try to ever say that what I'm going through is harder, of course, because like, right. I only knew Lacey half of the time that she did or, you know, and I didn't mm -hmm. birth her and grow up and raise her and all these other things. Right. So there's very many aspects of it that are far more difficult for her. And also, um, I can get married again someday. She will never get another daughter, you know, right. and so it's different. And so I don't ever try to compare <laughs> But we're there for each other, understanding that we both just have grief. And, yeah. you know, she lets me talk about what it's like for me. I let her talk about what it's like for her. And there's no competition. And actually, if I remember right, I think this was she gave me this idea for a topic because mm -hmm. of some of the things she's experienced. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that would be her business to share. But she's experienced some things that, um, you know, made her feel like, gosh, it's not a competition, you know. And uh, so anyways, yeah. So mm. what, what more do you, um, do you have more on that or do you want me to ask yeah. you a question? No, I just was commenting, wanted to comment on, yeah, the people who I can't stand it when people, you know, they're not listening. They're just waiting for when they can say something. <laughs> oh, and yes. that's what it made me think of that. That's what these people are doing. You're talking about your grief and they're just waiting, but then there's a difference. I was thinking about like our journey <laughs> in supporting each other in going through all of this. I don't feel like it was ever a competition. It was more mm -hmm. like, yeah, I can relate to that. Right. And we're able to share our stories. And then it, it was nice knowing someone else could relate to. So there is good in that. You know, if you can find the, the right safe person where it isn't a competition, where mm -hmm. you can just like you and Tina do, like just share it. And like how we were in the beginning of our journey, like, oh, your, your spouse went through cancer. Like, okay, somebody who gets it. Right. Um, and so that there's something really great in that. Um, like of course. Yeah. And Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, my grief counselor used to always say, grief is grief and pain is pain. Like, mm. it's all grief. It's like, when you go so through something, you go through, um, like, a grief stew. This is how she explained it. And, like, everything you've ever grieved comes to the top. And mm. uh, I know mm. I went through a lot of that. Um, and so the point is, even if your grief is different, you're still going through these emotions. And, you know, what were you going to say? No, sorry. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, like, when, when you and I met it was never a competition right because we both had first of all we had equal respect for what each other had been yeah. through so for me it was only 14 months but Lacey fell apart rapidly and yeah. she was paralyzed and all these other things that were very different than what you went through yes ultimately we both lost our spouses to cancer um but for you I couldn't even wrap my mind around 17 and a half years of watching him and then he went through an amputation and all the things that you saw like very very yeah. different but we never competed with each other right we never you know you never told me well at least you had most of your marriage intact right. 
I never told you at least your husband wasn't paralyzed or whatever. Because right. um, we didn't, it didn't matter. No. You know, we were just, we both understood like, wow, we both lost our spouse to cancer. And, you know, I, I really respected a lot that um, I know my sister-in-law had a lot of grief. Um, I, I don't want to tell too much of her business. She had somebody really close to her pass away. In addition to Lacey, she was also mm. very close to Lacey. Um, but she had somebody very close to her pass away. And she used that to relate to me and to give me advice, but never ever to, to compare or right. to um, make me feel like, uh, I don't know, she, she, you know, she did go through grief classes and things. So she had a lot of recommendations for me and she was actually a great resource for me. Um, you know, like I could call on her anytime for anything. And she was awesome at that. And she never made it feel like, um, even though she lost Lacey also, right. she never, she understood that like, what you're feeling is different than what I'm feeling. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean one is harder than the other, right? but it's different. And I, I always mm-hmm. felt like she um, did a really good job of like respecting that. And so I would say um, to the audience, like, you know, if you can find somebody that's really good at relating to you, that's, mm-hmm. that's an essential thing to have close by your side. Somebody who's um, yeah, not just sitting there with their mouth open, waiting for their chance yeah. to talk. They're like nodding along with you and you could just see their mouth like just, and you need to start talking faster because as soon as you let in a breath, they're going to just start talking. You don't mm-hmm. want that. You want to open up to somebody who like, you can see the compassion in their eyes. Yeah. Um, and it does feel good to find somebody to relate to. It does feel good to find somebody that understands what deep grief feels like. Yeah. Um, that is very helpful because they understand what you're going through. So if you tell them like, yeah, it's so weird. I just went online and started buying all these clothes. They'd be like, yep, I get it. You know yeah. what I mean? And uh, so it's it's very valuable too. But what would your some of your advice be or what did you want to say? Um, I just was thinking about, I feel like there's, for me at least, there's an instant bond when I meet um, a widow like widow, widower, like you just mm-hmm. like, you just get it. And that's why we're actually putting together. I don't know if I share this with you or on the podcast um, that we're putting together a widow's tea. Um, we're going to do a, a mother's day tea for widows. Oh, that's cool. For, you yeah, did tell mom, me that. Yeah. My mom you say it. doing that. And if you are a listener and you live in the Vancouver or Portland, Oregon area, um, reach or you out. want to travel. Or you want to travel? Give me your uh, your information. We'll make sure you get an invite to come. But the point is to just we don't have some big big thing planned, but we want to bring people together so they find that camaraderie and they find somebody who gets it. And obviously, That's we can't awesome. do that for all the listeners, you know, physically in person. But I feel like we do a good job on our uh, Facebook page, especially Instagram hasn't really picked up so much because Facebook is more of a platform where I feel like it's more interactive. You can do more things, all of that. So anyways, if you're not part of our Facebook community, you can join that. It's widowed too soon. Just look up, look it up with it too. And I think we have a link to it. Um, anyways, like, I think it's important to find those people that are safe people. It's not a competition and that um, it's not their identity. That's something I was talking with a, to a client about today, that some people find grief and being a widow, their identity. And that's a place mm. they, they remain stuck. And so they may want to, they don't even get the help they need because they just want to be there. And so you don't, that's not a healthy person either <laughs> to help you get through this. Someone who is stuck there, um, but somebody who can, you know, just really relate to it, but not take away or minimize what you've been through. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, between us and our kids, it's different. 
We have mm-hmm. different kinds of grief. I will not, I don't understand the pain um, losing parents um, and my kids don't understand, understand the pain of losing a spouse. So even that isn't exactly the same. And and also it changes for me. And I've talked to my kids about this recently. I might even talk about it on the podcast. Like, I don't feel like I am personally in grief right now. Like there might be a thing here or there, but I have a husband. It does not replace Luke, but I do have a husband now. So I have that role. They do not have a role of a dad. And mm. so their grief is different and not that we're comparing, but I feel like theirs is worse now because they don't have that. And I do, but it's not a competition. But so even between us and our kids, our grief might be different mm. um, because we're in different places with that. But I think the most important thing is to get connected. I think that's mm-hmm. what helps me. You know, you were a key part of all of this for me. And then I met lots of other widows and um, finding a community of people who get it. Like, you know, I meet widows and they don't know any other widows. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, that would be so hard. You know, um, and even look in your area. If you, um, you can go to meetup.com and type in the word widows and look in your area, see if there's any events going on. Um, sometimes there are, um, type in widows and like your city or your area, you might find a page and try to find things locally that you can go to. And then also, you know, be connecting virtually. And um, from the virtual friendships, you may find someone that you can really connect with and who really gets it. But I think that is definitely key in the healing process. But finding again, that safe person who doesn't make it a competition and who's not finding their identity, um, you know, not to make light of it, but it's kind of funny, but not really funny, but remember there used to be people crying, posting crying selfies in some of the Facebook groups and we make light of it, but it is, it, it is hard. If that's, I don't know how to say this. Like I'm trying to be sensitive because I know that they, it may be, they were in such a desperate place. They didn't know how, how else to cry out to help for help, Mm -hmm. but you don't want to stay stuck in that place where your grief is a way to get attention. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking about that with my mother-in-law today. This is mm-hmm. a little bit off topic, but um, no, it's okay. I was saying that, you know, I don't ever want to let my kids use this as an excuse yes. to try to get away with something or what, and my kids don't do it. They're really excellent kids. They're phenomenal. Right. They're really well-behaved, really sweet kids. But if the day ever comes where one of them is acting out at school or right. whatever, I don't ever want to let that be an excuse that, exactly. well, I lost my mom or whatever. And right. it's like, well, that's not an excuse to, you know, start acting out or like you can have grief. You can be sad about it, but like, you know, for example, if, if uh, somebody's kid starts getting into arguments with his teachers or something, and he's just being really rude to them or whatever, and he wants to use the excuse, well, I lost my mom or whatever, like, that's, to me, that's like not acceptable as you can't use it as a crutch. Right. That being said, on the flip side of that coin, I will pull that card. um, Mm -hmm. If I need it for something, like, for Uh example, if I want grace on something, I was just talking about all this with my mother-in-law today. So sorry for having to hear it again, (laughs) Miss mother-in-law. I don't want to (laughs) say your name for your privacy. Um, But, you know, if if there's something that has gone on in my life that has, um, you know, makes it look like I might be a bad dad, but I know the truth is it was because of that two years of hell where Mm -hmm. unfortunately my kids were neglected a bit. 
um, quite a bit because I had no option. You know, my, my only, my only ability was to keep them alive um, at that point in life. Um, It was so crazy, but um, you know, but so if I need grace on something, if somebody's looking at me, like, why haven't you done that or whatever? Right. I'll tell them, well, like, because I lost my wife to cancer, she was paralyzed. She needed me at her side every 30 seconds. Like, yeah. It was around the clock, 24 <laughs> hours a day, da, 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 da. So I will use it yeah. if I need grace, yeah. but I will never use it as an excuse of why I can't do something positive in life. Exactly. Um, I feel like that's really important, um, you know, through, you know, different channels and different abilities and things like that. But I was so proud when I was able to buy a house by myself. Yeah. Um, and then now yeah. I'm starting this new career by myself or I'm, you know, mm-hmm. working on it. Um, and I had to graduate high school and I did all this stuff. Like I kept pushing and I don't want to accept that. Like, well, because I had this one extremely traumatic event in my life that like my life is over. Exactly. You need to go through the season of grief, what you feel you can heal. (laughs) Impression. (laughs) Thank you. Um, and, uh, no, but really, you know what you feel you can heal, you go through it and then you need to start getting to a point where you start working on moving forward in life. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, and so, yeah, I, I understand. And, you know, we were also in a place where we were looking for anything to make us laugh. Yeah. And so for us, you know, we found crying selfies kind of funny, you know, <laughs> so like it was something that brought, you know, entertainment because yeah, it was funny. like, Oh my gosh, did you see that post? And some of them would be, you know, somebody that was widowed for many years, many years. And then they're like, posting and I'm like I remember like asking I'm like okay did they like but like I don't know I never went through a moment of grief where I was crying where it even crossed my mind to take a picture of myself crying Mm -hmm. but you know what that's that's just not me but it hey if it helps somebody it helps somebody I have actually posted crying selfies if I think about it like when I was at um Luke's grave I, I had some. Is that what it was though? Was it a crying selfie? Yeah, I guess I had some tears. So I'm embarrassed (laughs) now that I think about that. I think it's even my profile. It's still my profile picture on Instagram for my widow goals page. Let me look. I think I'm crying in that. So so I'm actually embarrassed. No, No, that's okay. Cause I'm not talking about, um, I I understand people doing weird things when they're like going through the thick of it. I'm talking about the people because I really do feel like there's this thing that, uh, there's a lot of people and this might be controversial, but I'm just going to say it when they become widowed, all of a sudden they're flooded with attention. Right. And I think they don't realize that that attention is going to go away Mm -hmm. because it does, as you know. It goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody goes on with their lives, your yesterday's news, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I do feel like there's just something inside of some people that they just want to hold on to that. Yeah. And so they will many years down the line will keep posting about how how broken they are. And they very well might be. I'm not saying they're not. I just think that there are certain people out there that are they they don't want that um that widowed status to like go away. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And that might yeah. sound, that might sound a little mean. And I guess no, I'm, it doesn't I'm talking mean. about a specific um, crowd of people or whatever. And I just, I don't want to be that. I don't want to yeah. like be this forever sad person. I don't want it to be like my life is over. Then again, you know, 
I haven't been married for 50 years, but I do know people who have, and they're still posting, you know, it's been a few years. They're posting about very positive things on Facebook. Um, They don't post about, and, and, you know, it's okay if you want to post about on your anniversary or you see a picture of them pop up and you say you miss them and love them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the, like, you know, the constantly, constantly um, being broken yeah. Uh, for years and years and years. And uh, I just don't relate to that. I don't. Side, side note. Lacey would be disappointed in me if I did that, you know? Yeah. Okay. Listen to the side note. Tell me you can relate to it. Okay. I'm listening to the side the note. People who write cryptic Facebook messages like, I can't stop crying. And that's it. Or like, you know what I mean? Like they, they, do oh, messages where they don't. They're like, I'm not going to. Oh, I saw one the other day. I don't know. I'm going to pray for the people who gossip. Or like, just like where they want you to ask them more or like, you know, my life is so horrible or like the, like the ones that are like asking for fishing. attention, fishing. Yes. Yeah. That, I mean, grace and love and peace to them all, but I'm just saying like, well, we're all some, human too. You know, we should, you're right. We shouldn't be talking about this stuff because it is gossip, but we're human. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. No, no, it is. I, mean, I was just doing it. <laughs> no we're gonna keep the realness you know what somebody said yeah. the other day they did say that we babble for one thing but then they did say um but i like them because they're really authentic but we do babble which is true I was we do babble offended, but not really I'm like well, it's true it's not i like wasn't we, offended we stick to this we do babble strict script i mean people like authenticity right so we're yeah. leaving that in okay Probably shouldn't yes. say, leave it hey, we're allowed to have opinions. I'm just saying opinion. as as Christians, neither one of us should be sitting here saying this or that or the other thing. We're trying to promote a positive message, but we're also human and we've you know seen a great deal of stuff that's frustrating. So it's okay to talk about because I don't think anybody listening is perfect or anybody oh. listening doesn't understand what we're talking about, you know. Um, but yeah, the I, I know what you mean, those, those like it reminds me of um, the movie Office Space. Um, have you ever mm. seen that? Yeah, a long time ago. Like, There's this remember. scene where he goes, they're like, they were talking about somebody having like a million dollar idea. And he's all, you know, I had an idea like that once. And then he just goes silent. And then this guy's all, really? What was it, Bob? <laughs> like, he's all, yeah. well, okay. And then it was like, he totally was like fishing for them to to say that. I know I have I have friends that do that on Facebook too. They're like, Oh, I just, I mean, I hate my life or whatever. And then they just leave it at that. And then all the comments are like, why? What's going on? What's going on? And yeah, you know, anyways. And at the same time, I don't, I want people to feel like, like they might not have anybody else to turn to. So if they need to put it out there so that they can get help and whatever, I want them to do that. So I don't mean. Yeah. And people are different people. You know, I, I have a, um, ability to be pretty vulnerable when I'm feeling something and, and typing it out on Facebook, what I'm feeling and stuff like that. Yeah. And not everybody feels that way or some people, right. um, some people don't want to do that. And, and I think I'm the kind of the weird one that like, there's, you know, I mean, I don't like air out dirty laundry on Facebook or whatever, but you know, if I'm feeling grief, like I don't shy away from talking about yeah, what it's exactly. like or saying that mm-hmm. I've been lonely over, you know, over the years I've made posts about being lonely or whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyways. 
Guys, I want to share something with you that I'm really, really excited about. I've mentioned it a few times, but I am now a grief recovery specialist. And what that means is I help people actually recover from grief. Like you don't have to stay where you're at. I take people through one-on-one and groups and we really go through steps to identify first what's holding you back. Did you know grief is like having a bunch of rocks in your backpack? So we've got to unpack those and I give you step-by-step ways to actually move forward. So if you want to learn more about this, there's a link in the show notes that you can book a call with me. I do one-on-ones, I do groups. I would love to speak with you about how this could work for you. Thanks. It's, it's, it's a, it's an interesting, we got a little off topic, but it is, okay, it is an interesting topic. Yeah, we do. Cause we're babble. We babble. Um, but it is, it is a very interesting, you know, the grief competition thing is very interesting and it's very prevalent, prevalent, Pre- prevalent. That's not, not well, that doesn't sound right. Prevalent, it, prevalent. Right? It's, pre, it's with a V first, prevalent. Yes. Prevalent, okay, yes. There you go. So thank you. Um, in, mm-hmm. the, in the Facebook groups. Yeah, true. The grief competition is strong in those groups. Fierce, yeah. <laughs> You'll see somebody post something and then a lot of times in the comments, it's like, well, at least, you, or be thankful you didn't have this, yes, or at I least know. you didn't have this. Right. And it's like they're totally just taking away from what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, and that's like it's messed up, you know? Yeah. Like make your own post. Talk about right. what you've been through. And if you feel like you if you feel like your situation's harder, or I had somebody say to me, gosh, I wish I had the ability to share my story like this because it would floor people. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know how to take that. I'm like, right. um, is that a compliment or is that like, are you saying that like your story is way crazier than mine because it got a lot right. of responses, you know, that particular, I actually, I think it was the post I made when I met you, mm-hmm. uh, when oh, I first yeah. posted in I the saw. group or yes. something, uh-huh. it had like 1100 comments mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and I was like, whoa, that's crazy, you know? And so I, I honestly, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't right. know. I mean, the group was 7,000 people or something like that. Yeah. I wasn't expecting any kind of reply like that. And so I was a little like taken back by, but yeah, there were some, some weird comments. There were some really sweet comments. Uh, This guy, and I'll just shout out his name again, because he was really nice to me. His name's John Polo. Um, And he's like an author. I, to be honest, I I didn't read his book because I'm not a big reader, Um, but he was very nice. He asked me for my address privately and he sent me a copy of his book. So I do not endorse his book because I've never (laughs) read it. But I I, I will say he's a really, really nice guy. Um, And he, you know, told me to reach out if I needed anything. And I see now he's got like, gosh, I think he had like 50,000 followers or something like that now. So um, cool. Yeah. So anyways, but uh, he was a really nice guy. But yeah, it's kind of I don't know why I went into that. But (laughs) um, but I was just saying that the the Facebook group can be a little uh, interesting the way. Yeah. Do you read those anymore? Like No, I left all those pages. I I left all those pages. I didn't leave them. I see notifications. And once in a while, I will go look at it. It's like, whoa, I'm I'm just in a different place now. And I Mm -hmm. don't, I don't even, yeah, go to all of it. Well, it's hard because it seems like three times a day, there's a new widow or widower in there and they're telling their story and it's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was like, gosh, like (laughs) I just didn't know how you know, how many people there were, right. They were losing their spouses at a young yeah. age. Oh, and part of some like 
widow dating pages. I should probably leave those now. <laughs> it's never bothered to go, but it'll pop up like Washington widow dating page, so-and-so posted. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not really part of that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it's time. <laughs> now to that leave I'm that married, page. I should probably leave. So yep. I will leave that. I remember that was the uh greatest feeling for me. This is way off topic, but um that's what we do. When when Tina reached out to me and we started talking. It felt so amazing to like just leave all of these like dating sites I was on. Yeah. It was like there were, I think there were two dating sites and then Facebook dating. And uh I remember telling her that I was like, I just feel like such a loser that like I just I feel like I want somebody to respond before I stop going on these pages. I just can't believe like and then um she you said something really guy sweet. Who wanted to spoon you? So that's right. I did. That. Yes, he did tell me I was the perfect spooning size. <laughs> You never like, forget that one. Okay. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um I'm sorry. But you know, I remember her telling too. me that she's like, I don't know what those girls are looking for, but they're clearly blind or something like Aww. that. And I was like, Tina. I'm leaving, I'm leaving these uh Facebook pages or these page, whatever it was, you know, yeah. these groups right now. Um to be clear, and we I'm weren't not even on any dating sites. It was just sure. a page that I liked. To be clear, I am happily married. Joel, <laughs> is he in the background? Can I talk to him? No, he's at work. But oh, okay. uh, I will tell him that I was accidentally on. I'm, I just want you to know. And the whole, now I feel like people are judging me. I'm not on any, like, kidding. listen, no one needs to clear my name. I'm not on Facebook dating. I'm not on any dating apps. There are pages that are called, like, just like there's Christian widows, young and widow with children, blah, blah, blah. There's, like, Christian widow dating, blah blah blah. I just never remove myself from the group. Okay. Just to be clear. All right. The Bader Soul name is clear. Okay, thank you. I am <laughs> Bader Soul. I kind of like that. I kind of want to change that to my legal last name a little bit because it's so Wait, what you, you, oh, I thought you said something else. No, whatever it was, you're thinking wrong. I said no, I, yeah. I want to change my name, kind of like for real. It's kind of clever. You came up with it, Bader Soul. It's like, it includes both, but then I won't have a, a last name matching my kids or Joel. So that it kind of defeats the whole thing. Yeah. N- yeah. I think, uh, just, I think on Zoom is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm soul. Yeah. You guys so. can't see that because you're listening to a podcast and I'm, I'm looking at Michelle's screen. We record this through Zoom and it says <laughs> Michelle Badersoul. Yeah. You came up with that name and I was like, ah, I like that. I was waiting for you. So I was like, well, I'm going to change my name. So, anyway. Change my name. Change my change name. name. So what's up with (laughs) what's up with uh, Jason Waterfalls? How's he doing nowadays? Good. No, go Jason Waterfalls. (laughs) Okay, just so the audience knows, we've talked about it. It's been a long time. So back in the day, like when I was like really little, because you know I'm not that old. The song "Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls" was really popular, and I always thought it was Jason Waterfalls until one day one of my friends was like, "What are you singing?" I'm like. Jason waterfalls don't go Jason and they're like it's chasing I'm like no it's not yeah it's a and guy named Jason waterfalls yes it's Jason <laughs> waterfalls so my friends in high school would be like you have a disease you always hear the wrong words <laughs> you know we didn't have back then where you just look up the lyrics yeah you wait don't actually, don't age yourself no no you had to listen and write it down I remember writing down lyrics you know like Here's my tape player. Let me play, pause, look, record off the radio. Then yep. I'm going to play it. I'm going to pause it. I'm going to write down the lyrics. I literally did Did that. you now call you up just... radio stations for requests? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Like yep. Back in the day, if you want to hear your song, you couldn't just push play like on yeah. streaming service. You had to call the radio, wait your turn, <laughs> yeah. hope they play it. 
Yeah. And I, I wasn't one of those fancy rich kids who, uh, you know, had recording tapes. I had oh. to take an old tape and decide that my new mixtape that I was going to make was more valuable. And I had to cover the little tabs on oh, the top yeah, of yeah. tape so I could record recording. over it. Yes. Kids will never know what we went through. No, they just push like any song they want they can hear just like that I mean I enjoy it now but like recording tv movies over oh, your old like yes. disney movies <laughs> yes yep I'm like and big then... trouble in little china is gonna be on we're recording it. <laughs> what's that you know, know remember that movie with Kurt Russell no big trouble in little china I'm gonna um, check it out it was... sounds interesting yeah I think I liked it more back then than I would now I don't know yeah. funny it's, it's a little cheesy, but whatever. That's how I roll. That's how you roll. Anyways, now we're super off topic, but that's yeah. So mean. yeah, grief competition. So it all grief, it all ties in. It does. Grief <laughs> isn't a competition. I don't think I have anything else to say about it. I think we we covered it and more. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> and then some. And then some. So yeah. If you're still well, here, thanks for being here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> At the end. Of you this. know. Super random. Okay, so I probably said this in the previous episode too, but I used to think um, the song was "Sky's Still the Limit." I'm yours, but it's "Sign oh, Sealed Delivered." Sign Sealed Delivered. Yes. Yeah. That's another fun. L- one. And Lacey was like, "Oh my gosh, she was famous for that." If I sung anything wrong, she'd be like, "Wait, wait, wait, what did you say?" And I'm like, "No, what is it? What is it really?" She's like, "No, no, no." what did you say? Sing it again? And I'm like, no, like she, she would not tell me what it was until I sang it again. So she could laugh at it for a couple minutes and then she'd tell me what it really was. Oh my gosh. So, um, yesterday or, Joel uh, did that. It was, it wasn't a song, but we were talking about somebody's name being Calvin. And he's like, Calvin, he's like, you know, from the chipmunks, um, <laughs> Simon, Theodore, <laughs> Calvin. And we're like, no, me and the kids are like, it's Alvin. It's okay. You grew up in Brazil, whatever. <laughs> You you get those passes. <laughs> You'll say the wrong, and like he says, he's, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and he says really things funny. like with the incorrect like syllable, or like they like he just says things different because he he le- learned English at the same time as Portuguese, and so sometimes it gets all mixed up. And he always says McDonald's. I'm like, there's no A in it. It's <laughs> McDonald's all the time. McDonald's. That's PJ- awesome. Pajamas. I'm like, they're pajamas. But pajamas. <laughs> he calls awesome. them pajamas. He's saying things all the time. Adults, but maybe some some people say adults. Like, there's just a lot of them. It's cute. It's cute. He can get away with it, but it's always like. Yeah, well, in English, is, okay. is, is English his second language? Well, no, it's officially his first, but they spoke Portuguese. Like, he grew up from birth to 17 in Brazil, right. where they spoke both. And he said in their home, okay. it was a mixture. Like it was Okay. Just, yeah, um, then that's that's you know totally understandable, but it is funny. Then people I, get really confused. <laughs> they get really confused because he has the southern accent too. People are always like, Where are you from? I can't quite place it. <laughs> like because it's Brazilian Southern, you'd never guess. It. <laughs> like, it's funny. Anyway, well, awesome. I, I don't know how we got to oh, wrong words. Yeah, that's how we got to that. Anyways, yep. let's go ahead and wrap it on up. How about that? No, this is entertaining. It is kind of entertaining. I mean, what other what other songs have you messed up before? Oh, I can't think of it right now. Next time I think of it, I'm going to write it down so I can share it. But okay, I know I've, I've oh oh, you know there was this old song. My parents used to listen to oldies. I just thought of this the other day because I saw it somewhere, and it um it used to say like "Give me the Beach Boys and free my soul. I want to get lost in the rock." And I thought it was. <laughs> 
No, it's Beat Boys. And I thought yes. it was Beach Boys. I thought it was Beach Boys forever. Awesome. <laughs> Give me the Beach Boys and free my soul. That's one. So, yeah. Yeah, sure that's good. good. I used to think it was, um, hey, you get off of my back. But it's get off of my cloud. It is. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't even know what it was. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure everybody finds this so entertaining. All it, it's very helpful for widows. This is very I mean, pertinent, is relevant information. Widows, they're like, yes, now I can go on because I know this information about the songs Mark and Michelle used to say wrong. I know that. Yeah. Thing. And, you know, Tina gave me a medicine cabinet and I hung that in my bathroom today. So that's relevant. Oh, that's cool. Right? Nice. <laughs> Not relevant, but I like it. It's a nice little story. I just want to see how random we can get, you know. Um, I ate some hey, wait, 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 wait. Where did you? Where did you guys go? Who? You guys? You, you went to like a cheese factory or something? We did. Okay, I gotta tell the story. So Tillamook is a really amazing cheese. Yes, everybody here knows awesome. it, but it's also nationwide because I found it in Louisiana too. So they have the one and only cheese factory in Tillamook, Oregon. And so, oh. um, like I've been several times, the kids have been when they were little, they don't remember it, but Joel had never been. So it was like, we, it's on the way to the beach. So we went and you go and you see like the whole process of how they make cheese and then they have cheese samples and they have every single oh, cheese thing you awesome. could ever want. And then we ordered mac and cheese and grilled cheese with like all the different cheeses and it's so fun. My kids don't like cheese, so they missed out, but it's that's like, cool. Did you get everything on the side? on the side no well because i just get plain but listen to this so my kids my oldest he likes cheese but he wasn't there so the younger two were going through the line and joel goes you guys grab some get a sample for me like he's like <laughs> i'm like get samples and then it was just like these cheese packets that were sealed so we had a whole bunch to take home oh uh, he, nice. he was smart i'm like oh good thank you get them to take our samples <laughs> yeah 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 that's awesome so yeah. okay so you do like cheese i love cheese yeah okay so why on the arby's beef and cheddar do you get it without the cheddar i don't i thought you said you do oh no, i thought you I said you just get the plain roast beef no maybe that's like when i was younger i used to but no i'm, I'm totally... gonna go back and listen to the episode you go, go you find that, that episode when i say i promise i like beef and cheddar when i was a kid i used to order um tacos from taco bell without beef or cheese or lettuce it was just cheese but okay. no, I love cheese. No, no, cheese with is my no, friend. With no hamburger meat in it? Right. But no, I I'm, I like meat now. I've grown up a lot. But I like, I do, I haven't had Arby's in so long. It sounds so good. Mm. I saw a bumper sticker one time that said, I'm so hungry I could eat Arby's. <laughs> oh my goodness. I like Arby's. Are I know, you, there's a real, I do too, but a lot of people hate it. Let's just keep being random. When I was five, I had a shirt and it said, where's the beef? Do you remember the commercial? <laughs> the old lady? Yes. Yeah, and so there's a picture of me at the Grand, the, beef? the Grand Canyon wearing a shirt that says, where's the beef? That's a fun little fact. <laughs> that is fun. That's Let's awesome. Just, just do, we should do an episode just called Randomness, and we just share, like, no plan. We just share the most random things we can think of about our lives. Okay, well, how about this? When I was four years old, my favorite sweater in the whole world, and I wore it every day, was my stop-and-go sweater. What it is? had a red light on the front that said go and a black light or a, a red light on oh wait, a green gosh. light on the front that said go and a red light on the back that said stop. It was I my favorite it. thing in the whole world. It was my stop and You're go like, sweater. Stop. And then you turn around and <laughs> go. I bet you did that. I, bet you I did. probably did. That's 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 interesting. You know, yeah. when I was um three years old, my parents had a like 
hardware store, lumber store, and I drank paint. Like, oh, no, paint pigment. I drank paint pigment and I threw up, but I didn't die. Well, that's thankfully <laughs> you didn't die. That's that's really bad. <laughs> yes, this is so random. Oh my goodness. People are probably just like done, done. They're like, stop. Yeah, playing. they're stop like, playing. oh my gosh, we're just gonna watch the listener. What is it called? The uh when you can see how much the the attention or oh, something like we're that. We're gonna see a drop off. Just drops like, off. They're like, like everybody. Okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe we should stop with the randomness. Anyways. No, this is great. But yeah, we'll stop. It's not really relatable, probably. It's so no, random, but it's kind it's, of fun. It's not really relatable, <laughs> relatable at all. To, you know, if you can make a connection from beef okay. and cheddars okay, to know. grief being not okay, in competition. I got it. <laughs> okay, so the beef sandwich that you thought I ate with no cheddar thinks it's the best, right? Like uh, I have been through the most processes to get here. And then the beef and cheddar is like, uh-uh. The beef's through and been through it and the cheddar. So it was harder for me. Boom. Boom. Full circle. See? See? It's all we relevant. Can, we can turn anything into how it My stop and go sweater. I'm like, yeah. stop. Collaborate. Breathe. And listen. Okay, now and listen. go. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay. See? It's all relevant. It's all we're, relevant. We're teaching life lessons here. We are. But to wrap right. it up. Yes, to wrap um, it up. Grief is not a competition. Neither is our randomness, even though I could probably go longer with more randomness. No, I could be way more random. Hey, wait till that episode and we'll see like how long the episode is. That'll be fun. Or we could do that. First of all, I'm way more humble. Just putting that out there. (laughs) Yes, you are. I'm the most humble man you'll ever meet. Probably with that attitude. (laughs) All right. For real. All right. For real. For real. Just really getting done with us. I know. I'm sorry. Could you uh, close this out in prayer? Yes, I would. Serious. Okay. Lord, thank you so much for um, this ability to speak to people that are going through such a hard season. And I pray that, um, you know, we can bring some positivity to their life. I pray, Lord, for you to send others into these people's lives that are not grief competitors, not grief thieves, but they are those who will be understanding and compassionate and um, have relatable. Um, situations that they've been through because it is such a helpful and valuable tool. Um, And we pray, Lord, for all those listening, especially those in the beginning, um, that you would just walk with them, comfort them, and love them through this season as we know you will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you liked this podcast, give it a little bing, five stars on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, blah, blah, blah. We know we're on Spotify. And if you have just 30 seconds, if you want to write something out about like how funny we are or something. Why would you ask that after this episode? Oh, never mind. Don't do it today because it'll be like they just babble on and on about nothing. Yes. But anyways, um, we want to connect with you. You can email us at m at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, all the places, all linked in the show notes. So go watch Calvin. Go watch Calvin. Calvin. <laughs> anyways, thanks for Calvin listening. and the chipmunks. And uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great Thank week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.